and welcome back to the DS Walk Show. I am the guy himself, DS. And before we get to all the latest rumors going around the NBA, or as I call it, the association, we're going to get to some news out of the association that made headlines this week. So today, we're going to actually congratulate a couple guys for getting head coaching jobs. One is a rethread, and one is a was a career long assistant who was overdue for an opportunity. So, big shout out, mad props to Stan Van Gundy as he was named the next head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. If y'all know Van Gundy's work, he had worked with a lot of some of the most dominant big men in basketball. He worked with Shaquille O'Neal. He worked with Dwight Howard. Actually, made Dwight Howard to the beast, the defensive player of the year. A, a double double walking double excuse me a walking double double he also led the Orlando Magic and the Miami to the NBA Finals so Stan Walk congratulations to Stan Van Gundy to work with that young talent down there in New Orleans in which he also praised that young talent during the season and how hopes in my opinion he's kind of like campaigning for the job he was really campaigning for the job you no, know, he praised Zion, Zion Williamson. He praised Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, and the crew. And he felt that your nucleus can be a playoff contender really soon. And let's see. You know, Stan Van Gundy, regardless, regardless of what everybody thinks of him, his stops in Miami or down in Detroit, the man knows how to coach. He teach fundamentals. And like I said, every big man he had, they improved. Even Andre Drummond became one of the best rebounders and improved defense player under Stan Van Gundy. So Stan Van Gundy going to get the guys going to hold the players accountable. He's going over these young guys. You can see he's going to play an up-tempo style. And he's going to make Zion Williamson the focal point of his offense. And he's going to use them right. And he's going to get on their asses. That's just how it is. I'm just being honest here with you. And they're going to play some defense. You know what? New Orleans was a decent uh, defensive team last season because they're athletic. They're long. But with Stan Van Gundy, they're going to be even better. So, Pelicans, you know, they got a good head coach. He's a, what I call a retread because he's a guy that's been the head coach before. And he's been out of the head coaching game for about two, three years now. And he's back in the game. So, congratulations to the Northern Pelicans. Now, just don't make Stan Van Gundy your vice president's operation or any part of the front office because he was terrible at it. If you don't believe me, look how he set back the Detroit Pistons. Man, that's my squad, but he's something back some years. All right? Well, bad decisions, bad free agent signing, and giving out bad contracts. He set that organization back, and now they're trying to clear up his mess so they can be competitive again. I'm just being real with there with that. Being strictly, strictly honest with that. Also, the Indiana Pacers has finally landed their guy in Nate Jorgen, who was assistant coach for the Toronto Raptors. Actually came up through the organization, left for a period of time. Now he was back. He learned under Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse was one of the top coaches in the NBA. Congratulations to Nate Borgian. He was their, um, I want to say, G League head coach, won a G League championship, 
was an assistant coach, went back to being G League coach. Now he then he went back. I mean, this guy went back and forth to the G League and the NBA. Well, I don't know which one he liked the most, the G League or the NBA. But however, every stop he made, the team vastly improved. He's a good young guy. He waited his turn. He learned the ropes. He learned from one of the best. And now he's going to take over the Pacers. And he said the Indiana Pacers is going to have fun this season. He's going to shatter the norm. He preferred evolving style that conforms only to circumstance, which means the Pacers is going to have one of those type of offense where it's just going to be different. <laughs> it's going to be different. I'm quite sure if you watch out and trying to wrap this play, there's going to be some ball movement. But the way this guy is talking is that the offense is going to be on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's going to be a different style every night. And I'm quite sure that because of that, he's going to need – those type of players who's going to fit his style offense. Now, the good thing about Nate Georgia is that he's going to get Daniel Sabonis will be coming back. He's one of their best players. Malcolm Brogdon would be there. Jeremy Lamb would be there. TJ Warren would be there. So he got a lot of guys who play versatility. They can play multiple positions. But the key question is, going forward, who else is going to be there? Are they going to keep Victor Oladipo, which I will get to later on and are they gonna keep Miles Turner? Because those two guys, believe it or not, has been in trade rumors for the last year or so. So we're gonna see if they stick around. If they do if they do stick around, Georgia is gonna have a playoff team that he can get real creative with. If not, the Patriots will be competitive. He's still gonna be creative, but they probably will not be the playoff team. So congratulations, Nate Georgian. Congratulations, Stan Van Gundy. Now I'm just waiting on to see what the Houston Rockets are going to do because we know they got to get a junior manager and a head coach. And from what I have read so far, John Lucas is in the front seat for that job. So let's see. Let's see if that, that goes down. But it's going to be up to the new junior manager, whoever that be, to make that call and make that decision. Hopefully we'll hear something soon. It's a beautiful day here in Dallas, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's the low 80s, got a little breeze, the sun is out. God, I love this one. No, 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 don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I kind of like the 900 degree weather. I like being outside, but it ain't nothing like the low 80s little breeze. It just takes me back to watching all those Corona beer commercials. I just... I just love being on the sandy beach, sitting in a chair. You know, something like Snoop Dogg doing right now, talking to Bad Bunny. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But we're going to get to all these rumors around me every day. I just need some time, some time to get away from all these rumors. I can't take it no more. My best friend said, there's one out now about me and the girl next door. Hey, big shout out to Time Match Social Club. I just love that song growing up. But yeah, there's a lot of rumors out here. There's a lot of rumors. And the first rumor we're going to get to right now is that the Indiana Pacers and Victor Oladipo allegedly had a talk about a contract extension sometime during the season for four years, $80 million. Now, it's well documented that 
Victor Oladipo is open to a trade. So my thing is that how can a guy be open to a trade and turn around the organization who wants to trade him will have a discussion with the guy about a contract extension for four years, $80 million. And this is the same team that said they don't want to get him the Superman's or the max contract. So four years, $80 million is something like a max contract. And this was reported by Zach Lowe. It was Zach Lowe is probably one of the best ESPN's insiders next to Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, that he probably is dead on with this. As Zach reported, previously reported that the Pacers discussed a new contract with their all-star guard prior to the start of the season before the side concluded it was best revisit later. And that best revisit later was, we're going to trade you because we don't think you're the same guy. And in response to this, all of Victor Oladipo, who appeared on the Fat Joe show, big shout out to Fat Joe, finally got this show on Instagram live to dispute any insinuation that he wants to be traded. I knew that he said, I knew that question was coming. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm a pacer, man. I'm a pacer dog. I'm a pacer, Oladipo said, according to Chris Sims at Indiana Star. One potential problem for the Pacers, Pacers, if they want to trade Old Depot, is determine a good value. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I see that could be a, a major hiccup. Because remember, he <laughs> he only played in twenty three games between the regular season and the playoffs. You know, he was hurt, he, and he he ruptured his quad tendon. Back in January 2019, and he missed the four, first 47 games rehabbing. He came back. He didn't look as good. He looked at rusty. And even when he had that time off to get rehab some more, get back in ball shape, to play in the bubble, he still didn't look good. It's kind of like he didn't trust his uh, his quad. He didn't trust his thigh. He didn't trust. He didn't trust. He had no trust in at all. So he didn't really look good. And you kind of expected that, but you didn't expect it to him for this long period of time to not trust it. So does he have trade value? Yes. If the Pacers do end up trading Victor Depot, does he have full value trade? The answer is no. You will not get full value from Victor Depot. I mean, you know, the best offer you might get is you might get like a, a young player back or a veteran player and maybe a second round draft pick or a low first round draft pick. You won't get the value you think you deserve from Victor Oladipo because he he hasn't shown right now that he trusts his thigh. Like he trusts his leg. He don't trust his knee. He doesn't trust it right now. And, and he's been through all the rehabbing. He's He's been playing on it. He just don't trust it. And that's a mind thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a psychological thing. So once Victor Oladipo trusts his knee, trusts his thigh, and once he gets back out there playing, once he feels comfortable, then we might see the Victor Oladipo before he hurt his quad in 2019. He might return to all-star form. But don't hold your breath on it. If you're the Pacers, if you really don't want to give this guy a mass contract, if you really don't want to resign him for that four years, $80 million extension, then you will have to take what you can get on the open market for him. I mean, if you want to get like a 
like I said, a veteran guy or a young guy, a, a low draft pick or a second round pick, then you just gonna have to take it. I mean, it's it's your best case scenario. And even with the Miles Turner rumors going around, this rumor going that he might go to Boston, you know, you, you just don't know. I mean, Miles Turner has been good, not great. He has been inconsistent. One night he looked like a a young All Star center. Next night he looked like a average center. He kind of looked like a step above me. So with the Pacers. With the two guys that's out here, their names floating around to be traded. Hey, man, you know, with the salary cap not going to be where it is, the uncertainty will start next season, and there is no prospect in this year's draft where that's, that stands out, not even a top five, top two, or even throughout this draft, you might just have to make take where you can take. I'm not saying this by just make a trade, make a trade, but if you decide to, we just gonna have to take what we can get. I mean, I don't think next season is gonna be any different because we don't know when next season is gonna start. We don't know how the prospects in the next draft gonna look like, and you don't know if the salary cap is gonna be gonna go up or go down next season. So you just don't know. So if you're the Pacer, you got two options: you either gonna make the trade, or you gonna stick with these guys and let their cut. So they come free agents and do what you can do then. Another report, uh, Spencer DeWittle, the former draft pick of Detroit Pistons, former Chicago Bull, who finally found his game in Brooklyn. And by the way, shout out to all my friends in Brooklyn. Shout out to everybody I know who's from Brooklyn, the Bronx, New York area. I mean, y'all put out some ballers. I got to admit that. Y'all put out some ballers. You guys, somehow, it, it, well, I don't know what it is about the water down there in Brooklyn, Harlem, LeBron, Staten Island, but a lot of guys who go there or who is from there or who ends up playing there, they discover their game. Karis LeVert found his game in Brooklyn. Spencer Dinwiddie, excuse me, he found his game in Brooklyn. And now, not only you found this game, he left Rock Nation to represent himself. So, here's the thing. He had mentioned this during the season that he might represent himself when he comes to free agent. And everybody like me, like, man, whatever, dude. This is your, be your big payday. You want to represent, represent yourself. You want to make sure you get the best deal for yourself. I mean, you want an agent there who's going to do right by you. And you were right nation. They have done right by you. Well, according to this person, Dinwiddie, nah. And he is allegedly seriously considering leaving Rock Nation and represent himself. And, um, yeah, and that's according to Shams. And Shams is one of the best writers out here. Just need to check him out. Um, yeah, this is might go down with Spencer Dinwiddie. He's going to be Jay-Z. That's, 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 when you, that's amazing. When you talk about cutting out the middleman, 
Spencer Dinwiddie isn't finna cut out the middleman. And he's trying to get all that money to himself. Hey, if if he doesn't, God bless you, man. I hope you go out there and get the best deal for yourself. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie won't be a free agent the year 2021. But if he's serious about this, he goes, goes alone and go ahead and does it. Hey, more power to you, man. Get all your money. But just make sure, you know, you get the best deal for yourself. Now, I hope you have somebody there who can be right next to you who will help you out through this process. But Spencer Dinwiddie is not playing. And listen, there have been tons of players over the years who have done this. It's nothing new. But it's just shocking that, you know, this is a young player, 27 years old. And like I said, like he, he was drafted by the Pistons. He has a mediocre season, didn't develop. He went to Chicago. He played the same like he did in Detroit. He didn't develop, right? And then when he got to Brooklyn and he played under Kenny Atkins, his, he developed right. I mean, like he found his game, and he became a very good player. And listen, I guess we can say Coach would play a lot of that. And Spencer Dinwiddie was drafted in the second round out of Colorado by Stan Van Gundy. Hmm. So, you know, I always say some players are just late developing. Some players, it takes a little longer for them to develop and find their game. Especially Dinwiddie is one of those guys. And and listen, since he's been in Brooklyn, he's been playing good. I mean, other other than his first year in Brooklyn, he had a seven seven point three points in his first season with the Nets in 2016-17. And then he raised his scoring average over the next three years and has become a reliable weapon. And he made a nice little chunk of change. He made 10.6 million this year, and the next year when he's free agent, he's gonna make 11.4. And he has a 12.3 million dollars player option for 21-22. So, I mean, he got a lot of options on the table. <laughs> he do. I mean, he can pick up his player option play in 21-22. He'll become a free agent. And it looks like he's gonna be a free agent. And then, like I said earlier. He is not the first or the last player to represent himself. I mean, Richard Sherman and Bobby Wagner in the NFL, they represent themselves as well. So, good luck to Spencer Dinwiddie. Whatever he decides to do, man, hey, get that money. But more importantly, get the best deal for yourself. The other news today, the Golden State Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr in the front office, took a quick flight down to Atlanta and checked out one of the NBA top prospects. And I can't pronounce his name. I'm going to say Denny because his last name is so confusing and so long that I don't want to jack it up. But he's one of the top six uh, prospects in this year in Bay Draft. He's a versatile player from Israel. And if you watch him play, if you, he's an amazing talent. If you haven't watched, seen him play, go on YouTube, type up uh, Denny, Jita. A-V-D-I-J-A type it in, watch him play, and this kid's a real deal. I want everybody to understand is that the European players of now are way talented, a much better prospect than European players from yesteryears. 
And I know a lot of us, you know, even a, a lot of some people in the NBA circles, they like they question European players because, you know, they think they're not good prospects. They're not ready to contribute to the NBA right now. Well, those thinkings <laughs> are done. I mean, Luca, KP. I mean, listen, we can't think like that no more. When these guys come here, man, they be ready to play. And this guy is no different. So the Golden State Warriors took a trip to go check him out. And they came out very impressed in the way he's of his game and came present and interviewed about the words. Um, they have been linked to him in the past month or so. Because like I said, you know, there's no really clear-cut favorite of the top three picks. Nobody hasn't really separated themselves. But it looks like if the Golden State Warriors right now, if they had to choose between LaMelo Ball and the Edwards, if he's one of those two guys on the board when they pick, James Wiseman, or Denny, the way I'm reading here, it might be Denny. This is from Adam Wells and Ethan Strauss. So, we're going to see, man. I mean, this is going to be one of these. This NBA draft is going to be very, very different. Because if you hear... The, the Minnesota Timberwolves talk now the Golden State Warriors you know nobody like I said nobody hasn't really stood out to be the top pick I mean Minnesota right now don't know who they're who they would take but we know that they like Obi Toppin but would they take him number one or would they trade that pick and, and maybe if he's there still take him at six or seven we don't know. Golden State Warriors in the same boat. The only team that I'm quite sure know who they're going to take is the Charlotte Hornets. Because if James Wiseman is there, they're going to take him. If Lamella Ball is there, they will think about it. If Anthony Edwards is there, they will probably think about it. But if James Wiseman is there at number three, the Charlotte Hornets will take James Wiseman because they need a center. If, Listen, the Charlotte Horse need a lot of things, but if they got a big guy in the middle who can anchor, who can play defense, and got a nice offensive game, it kind of throws back to the days when Alonzo Mourning played in Charlotte when he was coming up. So if the Charlotte Hornets, if Wiseman's there, they're going to take him. Now, this young man, Danny, make no mistake about it. You know, he is a top five, top four prospect. He's a versatile player, so he can play the two, three, and the four. And he, he's got a hell of a game. So if he is there, maybe that'd be something Golden State might think about taking because his versatility can fit into what they run there. I mean, you know, you hear about Golden State. You know that Clay Thompson is a defensive player, offensive player, but he can play the two and three. You hear about Draymond Green, he can play the four and the three. Seth Curry can play the one and the two. So versatility, fitting in in the offense, what they run, and he's a good three-point shooter, 
whether he was his spot up, transition, or the pull up, the kid can shoot the three. And he's 19 years old. He's been playing basketball against grown men for a long, for a few years now. So he is ready. And if I'm the Golden State Warriors, if he's on the board, if Danny's on the board, Wiseman on the board, and I got to choose between the two, because both guys is a good fit for them, that's going to be interesting. You know, because on one hand, you got a guy who can shoot, who can play multiple positions, and then you have a center here who we who is a defensive president, can play the offense, and he can step out on occasion and shoot the three. And and don't forget, what's going to play a role is the Los Angeles Lakers because they're a big team. They're a big team who got bigs, who can block shots and rebound. So, if you were to go to say Warriors, I mean, what do you do? What will you do? Also, on this episode of Rumors, the NBA reportedly is focusing on the Martin Luther King Jr. Day for the season to start. And Vince Goodwill of Yahoo Sports broke this news and says, reports the league is focusing on holiday January 18th for opening night, though a potential Christmas Day start isn't out of the question yet. So the NBA is going to start in January in which Alan Silver has stated this might well be for best or backup plan that might start on Christmas Day. But the one thing he also said, it's me a full slate 82 game season. So if the NBA is seriously considering start in January, it's because they're going to want fans in the stands. It's no secret about that. I mean, they see the NFL, they see Major League Baseball, that they have a few thousand fans in the stands. And the NBA is no different. They don't want to continue to lose money at the gate. They don't want to continue to lose money because the fans are not in the stands. They want fans in the stands. So if anybody wants fans in the stands, then rest assured that January 18th start, don't take it as a rumor. Take it as that might be a fact. And by starting on Martin Luther King Day, I have no issues with that. Because the NBA, is, out of all the leagues, is very big on celebrating Martin Luther King's Day. They're big on it. They celebrate it. They usually have day games. And they have a few games at night on TNT. Maybe I think like three games, but they usually have a lot of day games. And usually for Martin Luther King Day, you have a lot of kids in the stands. So, we're going to see. Um... I hope they do start a Martin Luther King Day because to me it's, it's appropriate. It fits. I mean, don't get me wrong. Christmas Day, watch the Christmas basketball. I like that. But, you know, Martin Luther King, it won't be so bad. And and for the league, you know, who got that type of image where they celebrate a lot of African Americans, Martin Luther King Day don't sound too bad. <laughs> and finally, to finish up on the day, the Toronto Raptors rumor that they might be moving their home games to Louisville, Kentucky 
at the Yum Yum KLC Center. <laughs> I think, man, it, it just it amazed me that the KLC Yum Yum Center or Yum Yum Center KLC Center in Louisville, Kentucky. That's one of the craziest names ever. But I understand because KLC is from Louisville, Kentucky. And KLC, by the way, in my opinion, got some of the nastiest chicken ever. I used to eat it when I was a kid. And now I'm an adult, I don't touch it. But so the reason why they might move their game to Louisville, Kentucky is because the Canadian government has closed the borders from the United States to Canada. You can't enter Canada. Not Toronto, not Vancouver, anywhere there's a Canadian border, you cannot enter from the U.S. And that's that was a problem because, as you've seen in baseball, because of that, the Toronto Blue Jays had to move their games to their Trebay affiliate in Buffalo, New York. And the Toronto FC, the MLS, play its games in East Hartford, Connecticut. So the Raptors is facing a similar dilemma, and they got to do something, and the league had to do something. So one of the sites is Louisville, Kentucky. Now I'm quite sure down the road we're going to hear more. But right now, at the KLC Young Center, is in the front runner to host the Toronto Raptors for this season. And listen, you know, it's all business. It's all business. And you can't blame the Canadian government. You can't blame the NBA and the Toronto Raptors. But, you know, everyone is trying to keep the spread of the COVID-19. That's, that's more concerned with the Canadian government and they shut the borders down. So I will give you guys more updates when things come official. All right, guys. I'm off to enjoy the rest of my day with my lovely family. I am out. Talk to you later. Peace.